Today in Business from Wired. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in business from Wired. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Applications for new businesses rose 20% last year after languishing for a decade. Many newly minted founders attribute it to the pandemic, by Ariel Pardis. Angela Moesey Hall had a startup idea long before the pandemic. It just never seemed like the right time. She had a steady job at a university, a 401k, and the ability to take paid time off. Then came March 2020. As the university shut down and Moesey Hall retreated to work from home, she started to think about making the leap. What she wanted to build was a job platform for service workers. While the idea was old, the timing was suddenly perfect. Millions of service workers had just been laid off and were looking for new jobs. She recruited her sister, Deborah Gladney, to help build a prototype. By August, the sisters had quit their full-time jobs to work on the startup, Quick Hire. Moesey Hall and Gladney are part of a rising tide of first-time entrepreneurs. In 2021, more than 5.4 million applications for new businesses were filed, according to the U.S. Census Bureau. That's 23% more than in 2020, and about twice as many as a decade ago. The sudden burst of startup activity reverses a decade-long slump, and it has created the biggest entrepreneurship boom in half a century. People have become disaffected with what they're doing, and might as well do the thing they've been wanting to do for a while, says Stuart Thornhill, executive director of the Zell Laurie Institute for Entrepreneurial Studies at the University of Michigan. Some people who were furloughed or laid off near the start of the pandemic became entrepreneurs out of necessity. Others took stock of their good enough jobs and decided they could do something better. When lockdowns began, Harsh Karana came up with the idea for a browser extension to show consumers American-made alternatives to good they search on Amazon. The idea absolutely came out of the pandemic, he says. He had noticed the effect of lockdowns on small businesses. Meanwhile, Americans seem to be spending more money than ever on Amazon. Karana cold emailed the idea to Mark Cuban, who decided to invest, prompting Karana to quit his job as a consultant. There was no one foot in and one foot out, he says. It was more like, this is my life now. There is no looking back.
The pandemic prompted people to ask themselves, am I just supporting a company that makes widgets or can I do something that actually has an impact? Says Felina Hansen, the founder of San Diego-based business accelerator Hera Hub, which saw a 50% increase in first-time entrepreneurs last year. Most of Hera Hub's memberships have gone the consulting and freelancing route. They're doing similar work as before, just without the oversight of a boss. Hansen tries to coach them through the challenges of working for themselves. When you leave corporate and you're on your own, it's like, who do I call? I don't dial extension 3 for Jim to come fix my laptop. Starting a business day is rarely easy. Moesey Hall and Gladney say they had to learn on the job, figuring out how to find developers and fundraisers. They bootstrapped the first year of Quick Hire, borrowing money from their 401ks to cover startup costs. But the pandemic also made some things easier. At one point, Moesey Hall and her husband moved to Gladney's basement, saving on rent. And by working remotely from home, Moesey Hall's husband was able to keep his job in another city. In July, Quick Hire was accepted into Techstars, an accelerator program that shows entrepreneurs how to scale their businesses. Unsurprisingly, accelerator programs have also seen a surge of interest in the past few years. In 2017, Silicon Valley accelerator Y Combinator received about 7,000 applications for each of its two yearly classes, says Stephanie Simon, the managing admissions officer. Now we're getting close to 18,000 a batch, she adds. Between 2009 and 2021, applications to Y Combinator increased by over 35%. Some of that growth comes from American entrepreneurs looking to replicate the success of Y Combinator companies such as Airbnb, which went public in 2020. Another large part of the growth comes from founders in India, Southeast Asia, and Latin America who have seen the success of startups like Rappi and Razorpay, both of which went through Y Combinator. When you have one successful startup in a region, it creates a flywheel effect for the ecosystem, says Simon. Business schools also report increased interest in entrepreneurship, according to Lori Rosenkopf, the vice dean of entrepreneurship at the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School of Business. When Rosenkopf started working at Penn in the 90s, most students got jobs at banks or consulting firms. Even a few years ago, most Wharton students looked for high-paying jobs at established companies. Now that's changing. Wharton MBA students choose one of 18 concentrations at the school. Over the past five years, the percentage choosing entrepreneurship has increased by 30%. Entrepreneurial activities tend to signal optimism in the American economy. A burst of new startups can also lead to a burst of big companies down the road. We never know which ones are going to turn out to be the ones that have incredible economic impact, employment impact, and innovation impact, says Thornhill. It's a numbers game. The more seeds you plant, the more flowers that might bloom. Of course, plenty of those flowers also wilt and die. Half of new businesses fail in their first five years. If you increase the number of startups, you also increase the number of failures, says Thornhill. But that's nothing new. For some entrepreneurs who have now had a taste of working for themselves, going back to work for someone else has lost its appeal. Rose Gaylor, who left her job at the EPA last year to start Refill Exchange, a zero-waste retailer, says that she's committed to working on her startup for as long as she can. I've been wanting to do it for years, she says. The pandemic made me think, you know what? If there's a time to do it, it's now. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. 
Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.